0: So there are quite a few things that we have to do this morning. And we're also going to have a time of prayer. But uh, the Holy Communion part I'm going to do is a bit different. Uh, I want us to go to the book of uh, Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 31. Jeremiah chapter 31. And we're going to read verses... 30 all the way to verse 36. Verse so 30 to 36. We serve a God who judges, but he is also a God who holds out hope for his people. And uh, today we will begin a new series around about Arise Signs and uh, we are going to look at part 1 and from the book of Einstein and I'll explain a bit more later when we come to that point but one of the things that God made very clear in terms of bringing hope to the children of Israel was about their return from the Babylonian exile and uh, Something that's even more magnificent in all that, in terms of hope, was the promise of the coming Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you read the Book of Isaiah 57, all the way to chapter 11, the Bible is clear that Christ was going to become, was going to be a special child who was going to grow and rule the nations. In the the book of Isaiah 2, from verse 13 all the way to Isaiah 3, verse 12, you begin to see the Bible says that he is going to be the servant of the Most High God whose death was going to atone the sins of his people. And all that becomes a fulfillment when Christ comes and then Jeremiah, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, begins to declare about the new covenant, and I want us to just read about this new covenant, and then we can have a time of uh, holy communion. So, in Jeremiah chapter 31, in verse 30, the Bible says, "Behold, days are coming." It is a declaration of the Lord when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not like the covenant I made with their fathers in the day I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, for they broke my covenant, though I was a husband to them. It is a declaration of the Lord. But this is a covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days. It is a declaration of the Lord. I will put my commandments or my law within them. Yes, I will write it on their heart. I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will each teach his neighbor. Or each his brother, saying, "Know the Lord, for they will all know me, from the least of them to the greatest." It is a declaration of the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, their sin I will remember no more. Thus says the Lord, who gives the sun as light by day and fix order, and the fixed order of the moon, and the stars as light by night, who tears up the sea, saw its worlds roar. night support is his name. Only if this fixed order departs from before me, it is a declaration of the Lord, then also might Israel's offspring cease from being a nation before me for all time. Thus, says the Lord, only if heaven above can be measured and the foundations of the earth searched out beneath, then also I'll cast off the offspring of Israel. For all they have done, it is a declaration of the Lord. Amen. The reason I've made us go to the book of Jeremiah was mainly for us to focus on those last verses where the Lord is basically saying, I am the Lord, I give the sun as light, and I have put a fixed order of the moon and the stars as light by night, and I stir up the words of the sea now in verse 35 he says something else very profound and that's what i want us to take on as we have the holy communion this morning he says only if this fixed order what fixed order the fixed order of the sun being light by day and the fixed order of the moon and the stars being light by night and the fixed order of the waves of the sea uh, rolling, he says only if this fixed order departs from him as God, then also might the offspring of Israel cease becoming a nation. Now you and I know since we were born, we were born and we found the sun in the place that it is in, and we were born and we have found the moon to be in the place that it is in. We were born and we found the stars. To be in the order that they are in. And none of them has ever fallen from that order. And God in making a covenant with the children of Israel. He says only if this departs. Then will I cease to make the nation of Israel. Or the offspring of Israel becoming a nation from before me. And then the Lord says. This is going to be before all time. Amen? Amen? And then he says, again, he says, only if the heaven above can be measured and the foundations of the earth can be searched beneath, then he says, then, only then, will I be able to cast off the offering of Israel for all they have done. Basically, the Lord is saying, I am going to forgive I am going to restore. I am going to make sure that my word comes to pass. And third and parcel of that word was that the Lord Jesus Christ was going to come. And when he comes, he's going to atone for the sins of these people. And these people will be saved from their sins. And then they will become a nation. Amen. So I want us to understand as we partake of Holy Communion this morning that what God is Declared, And I love it the way he keeps on saying, he says, it is a declaration of the Lord. It is a declaration of the Lord. It is a declaration of the Lord. He is basically saying, these things shall be, and none of these things shall be changed. I will remain God forever. And as we partake of the Holy Communion this morning, I want us to understand that as far as God is concerned, He is going to be our God forever. Amen. Amen? Amen? And we can partake of the Holy Communion on that basis. That he is our God forever. He will keep his word. And he will always watch over his word. And better pass of that is. To make sure that that which he. Covenanted with Abraham. Comes to pass in our time today. And we have got the hope. And that hope is in nothing else. But the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that he came for us. And I want us to understand. That reading that scripture we understand that our salvation is not found in anyone else apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come out in hanging out with any crowd apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. And our salvation is only found in God, who can save His people from the cause of their problems. And the cause of all the problems that we see is only one human sin. and God provided the solution for that through His Son Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? So, I just want to pray. Uh, I just want us to pray for the Holy Communion, and then we'll partake of the Holy Communion man. Let's pray. Father in Jesus my name, we want to thank you, we want to bless you for your word. The word that you spoke long, long, long before time about Christ's coming and uh, atoning for the sins of his people making them once again a nation when we read these things and that today here we are in malawi and we can see there is truly in need a nation called the state of israel that can only be by you O lord keeping your covenant and thank you that you have made us become part and parcel of israel through jesus christ you made us to be called the children of the Most High God. And thank you for this covenant that you foretold and we have seen it come to pass. And Lord, we know in Jesus' mighty name, unless the fixed order which you put in place departs from you, then my will cease becoming the nation. And this is before you for all time. Only if the heaven above can be mentioned, only if the foundations of the earth can be searched, then God will you be able to cast us off as a people. But we know that not be mentioned. And we want to bless you because you are a firm foundation. We bless you today. We pray, help us to partake of the Holy Communion with understanding. We bless you. We worship you now. For this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen? Amen? So let's partake of the Holy Communion. Let me ask the deacons to just descend, and then the worship team is going to read, then I'll share the word briefly, and we'll have a time of prayer, uh, and our anointed service this morning. We give you the glory, one more time, for everything that you have done, everything you are doing and thank you that there is wonder-working power in the blood of Christ. Thank you that there is healing in the blood of Christ. Thank you that there is transformation in the blood of Christ. Thank you that there is hope. In the blood of Christ. Thank you that there is salvation. In the blood of Christ. Thank you that there is restoration. In the blood of Christ. Thank you for everything that is in the blood of Christ. We give you glory. We give you praise. We worship your holy name. In Jesus name we pray. Amen and amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So we bless the name of the Lord. Thank you so much for worshiping you. Take your seats. And it's amazing on uh, based on the scripture I shared with you that every house in Israel on a Friday before the opening of the Sabbath they have Holy Communion and it's exactly the scripture that I I read with you now that that becomes part and parcel of what they declare. To say, Lord, unless you can change the fixed order of things, then we will never become a nation. And then, standing today as a nation, has been on the basis of that world. But it was not like that. Amen? It wasn't like that at the very beginning. Today we are going to have an anointing service, and we're going to take some time to pray together as a church. But in the spirit of what I started sharing just now, we are going to be to be in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 60. That's, that's going to form the main uh, scripture for this month. We'll be looking at Isaiah 60. And uh, a few verses today, I'll look at verse 1 and verse 2 in the time that we have. The name Isaiah means, the Lord is salvation. Adonai is salvation. So we are looking at, arise, shine, but one. Arise, shine, but one. Just a bit of the background to the book of Isaiah, I think as most of us know Isaiah was a prophet and Isaiah prophesied mainly to the southern kingdom of Judah because there was a point after Solomon had married many wives and the wives took him away from the Lord the Lord declared to Solomon and said, Solomon, I'm going to divide the nation. Only the tribe of Judah is the one that I'm going to give in your lineage. But the rest of the ten tribes are going to break away from me. So when Isaiah was raised as a prophet, he was prophesying only to the southern kingdom of Judah. The whole book of Isaiah, a bit of history, covers the period between 740 to 500 BC, that's before Christ. It was in that period, between 740 to 500 BC, that the Assyrian kingdom and the Babylonian kingdom rose into prominence, And also fell. The Assyrian kingdom itself was covering the northern part of Iraq, the southern part of Turkey, the northwestern part of Iran, and the northeastern part of Syria. So I'm trying to make it that we can understand it in our day and age. So that was the Assyrian kingdom. And then the Babylonian kingdom was actually In the southwest part of Baghdad, about 94 kilometers from Baghdad, and the remains and the ruins of that Babylonian kingdom where Nebuchadnezzar was king, they remain to this day not very far from where Saddam Hussein had his palace, part of one of his palaces. And it was in this time that Isaiah is a prophesying that these kingdoms rise and these kingdoms eventually fell and the falling of these kingdoms is what led to the rising up of the Persian Empire which is mainly Iran and only until around 1935 if I'm not wrong that's when Iran changed the name to say okay no longer called Persia, now we need to be called Iran. And uh, so this Persian Empire began to flourish as these things were taking place. It was also a very momentous period in times of the Jewish history because in seven twenty two BC, the northern kingdom of Israel, which was made up of the 10 tribes, the tribe of Reuben, the tribe of Simeon, the tribe of Dan, the tribe of Naphtali and Gad, Asher, Issachar, Zeblon, Manasseh and Ephraim, they were taken into captivity to Assyria what I mentioned earlier on, because of one thing, the sin of King Jeroboam. Jeroboam was a descendant of Joseph, because he was a son, uh, he was an Ephraimite, and uh, the Lord, after he had decided he was going to take away the kingdom from Solomon, through a if not Abijah, the a prophet, spoke to Jeroboam and said, I'm going to give you the kingdom, the whole of it. You're going to be a king over it forever as long as you make sure that you follow my precepts and you follow my commands. Jeroboam eventually became very afraid because he said, okay, if I allow the people to keep on going to Jerusalem to worship Adonai, what's going to happen is then the kingdom is going to be taken away from me. So he set up uh, God's, one was in Bethel and then he started telling them that they need to go and begin to worship right there. The Lord got angry with Jeroboam and decided that because of what Jeroboam had done, then the whole nation of Israel, this northern part of the kingdom of Israel, the ten tribes of nation, they were going to go into exile and that was prophesied in First uh, Kings chapter 14, verse 15 to 16. So in 722 BC, that eventually happened. That left the king, the Southern Kingdom of Judah. But then again, the Southern Kingdom of Judah was unfaithful to the Lord. So in the year 586 BC, it was again taken into captivity to Babylon. And that's when you begin to read about Daniel and everyone else taken during that time. The Lord makes a promise that the Judean exiles are going to come back home but it's gonna be 70 years later and that happens when Cyrus becomes king of Persia after has conquered the other kingdoms that I mentioned. And to this day, the 10 tribes of Israel have been lost. You cannot trust them where they are, what happened to them completely lost. But the Lord keeps his word as he did through the prophet and said, I will still restore Judah. And then eventually Israel becomes a nation again. So when you begin to look at the book of Isaiah. Imagine, I've given you all the history I've given you. It's also a book about God. Because in the book of Isaiah, what begins to happen is that we discover that the God of Israel is very, very unique among all the so many gods of the world. This one is God. For instance, one of the things that you begin to see with the God of Israel is that he can declare the future, he can speak for the future, and the things that he says eventually indeed come to pass. Amen? And as as the God of Israel begins to speak about the future, I want to say to us, because this is our first Sunday in the year twenty twenty. The good times that happen in our lives, and the bad times that happen in our lives, they are not things that happen at random. Our lives, and all of history that we see today, is in both hands. I've been very intrigued uh, with the. Uh, if, if you're following some some re- what's happening in the Middle East right now, I've been very intrigued with. Uh, uh, the killing of uh, uh, General, uh, I forgot his name. What? Yeah, I, I, I. Okay. The, the killing of General Suleiman. of Iran, and uh, whatever is happening in Iraq right now, and whatever is happening in Iran right now, it just seems like that, that, that angle there. There is quite a lot that God is doing in that part of the world. Amen. I will talk about it next time. Amen. Now. When you look at all that, what begins to happen with Israel? Isaiah begins to call God with, some, with a name that you only tend to find in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah calls God the Holy One of Israel. Amen? And, and because he is the Holy One of Israel, because he is holy, he judges these people for their sin. And the sin that you tend to find that God judges Israel about is their faithlessness. When Israel begins to trust in someone rather than God, God begins to charge them. And even for us, we need to get to the point whereby we begin to declare and say, We will trust in only one God. The Holy One of Israel and no other God. Hallelujah. For one simple thing. His glory he doesn't want to share with man. So the king of Judah and the kings of Israel and the people. God was giving them one choice. And the choice was I want you to trust me. And I want you to trust me even in the times of overwhelming adversity. Please trust me. Trust me even in the times of the kingdom of Assyria, the empire of Assyria, the empire of Babylon and the kingdom of Babylon. I want you to trust me because I am greater than Nebuchadnezzar. I am greater than any other king. I want you to put your trust in me. But any time they failed to do so, they experienced the judgment of God. And that's how, that's what formed the basis of what we looked at during the time of Holy That even though he is a God who judges, he is also a God who holds out hope. Hallelujah. So things then became so bleak for the children of Israel, that by the time you come to the book of Isaiah 59, There is a total separation from God. But I thank God that we serve the God who remembers this covenant. In Isaiah 59, verse 20, it says, But a Redeemer will come to Zion and to those in Jacob who turn from transgression. It is the declaration of Adonai. So basically, God is saying, Every time we as a people turn away from our sin and we say, Lord, You are our God. Then, I want you to see what the Lord says in verse 21. He says, As for me, this is my covenant with them. Says Adonai, My spirit who is on you, and my words that I have put in your mouth, shall not depart from your mouth, or from the mouth of your offspring, or from the mouth of your children's offspring. Says Adonai, From now on and forever we serve a god who looks at generations and i want us to understand that whatever god has begun with us is not going to end with us the lord's desire is that he goes to our children and he goes to their children's children and i love the last phrase there because god says what i have covenanted with you is from now on and it is for forever hallelujah So it was in the middle of that, that Isaiah chapter 60 comes in. Other commentaries have given that Isaiah chapter 60 will also be fulfilled when Christ returns. But in Isaiah 60, this one, it says, there's a a key word in in my Bible. that says, Arise, shine, shine, O Zion. So this one arise shine for your light has come the glory of adonai the lord your god has risen on you for behold darkness covers the earth and deep darkness the peoples but adonai the lord your god will arise upon you and his glory will appear over You. So, was there in a time of darkness, was there in a time that things look bleak, the Lord begins to declare to Israel and He says, Israel, listen to me. I am going to bring upon you two seasons. There's going to be a season of light and there's going to be a season of glory, even though things look bleak and even though things look dark. Hallelujah. And number one, God says, I'm going to bring upon you a season of light. God says, I'm going to bring upon you a season of light. And I I want you to take note of one thing that God is talking about there. God is not saying, I am going to bring general light. No, 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 no. Because the answer is in verse two, God says, I am going to bring light. But this light, I will only bring it upon you, Israel, and it's not going to be for everyone else. Hallelujah. We are in the year of shining. And I want to believe that the Lord is saying, I am going to bring light. There is going to be light that is going to come upon KICC. And it's not going to be general light. It's going to be light and only light for us. Amen. And he says, I'm going to bring you light. Because in verse 2 he says, For behold, darkness covers the earth. And deep darkness the peoples. So God is beginning to declare, not everyone else is experiencing this light, Israel. Not everyone else is going to experience this light. But even though there may be darkness all around us, arise, shine, for your light has come. Amen. And God is beginning to isolate his people. And he begins to say, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something for you. But what I'm going to do for you, Israel, is not going to be in general for everybody. It's going to be only for you. What does light stand for? When you look at the word light, the the synonyms of light include the following. Light stands for brightness. And I want you to understand that the Lord is saying upon your life, I am bringing brightness upon your life. Illumination is another word. And the Lord says, I'm bringing illumination upon your life. And another word for life is brilliance and the lord is saying i'm bringing brilliance upon your life and then another word for life is clarity every time when light has come then everything else become clear some things that have not been clear to you the lord says in this year i'm going to make them become clear for you hallelujah he says i'm going to bring brilliance i'm going to bring clarity i'm going to bring illumination i'm going to bring brightness And why is the Lord doing all these things? He says, because it is a time of my favor upon you. And it is a time of my focus upon you. And I am going to favor you. I want you to understand it in this way. One time, the children of Israel are in Egypt. And God is telling Pharaoh, let my people go. And Pharaoh says, no, I'm not going to allow them to go. Let my people go. And Pharaoh says, I'm not going to allow them to go. And then God begins to bring in the plagues. Now, I want you to see something. Some things that the Lord does are amazing. In Exodus chapter 20, verse 22. So Moses stretched out his hand toward heaven. And there was a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt for three days. And you guys, I I, 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 I hats off to all of you. You kept the church. I was like, wow. When I saw the cars started coming in, I was like, yeah, these guys can drive. Because it was dark. You really needed to turn on the lights, and it was as if it's midnight. You could just be sleeping all night and all day. And the Bible says there was darkness. And this darkness was in Egypt. And the Bible says that this darkness was for three days. Now, look at verse 23. It says, it was a kind of darkness that they could not see one another. Nor could anyone rise from his place for three days. That means they were just asleep. They were in bed. It was so dark and you couldn't even wear pastasunga is. I couldn't even see him. Because it was so dark. Now, the amazing thing. Look at the last part of that. He says, yet all children of Israel had light within their dwellings. So even though there may be darkness all over, God has got a way of making sure that there should be light upon us. And I want to declare upon you because the Lord has said this is the year of shining and I want you to understand that there's going to be light upon your life, there's going to be light upon your children. There's going to be light upon your family. There's going to be light upon your marriage. There's going to be light upon your job. There's going to be light upon your household. There's going to be light upon your business. Whilst everyone else may be experiencing darkness, you will experience light. Hallelujah. And we are not going to be the first ones to begin to experience that. Because he had done it for the children of Israel when they were in Goshen. When the whole of Egypt was experiencing darkness, The children of Israel were experiencing light. Hallelujah. Number two, the Lord says, I'm going to bring upon you a season of glory. A season of glory. What does glory stand for? Glory stands for exhortation. Glory stands for exhortation. Exhortation, it means, I'm going to uplift you. So, not the Lord will only bring in light, but the Lord is also going to begin to exhort you in this year. Hallelujah. Somebody say, Amen. Because the Lord says, I will begin to exhort you. Now, glory. I want you to look at some of these words for glory. Glory stands for beauty. That's giving you beautiful ashes. Hallelujah. Glory stands for splendor. Glory stands for magnificence. Glory stands for elevation. Glory stands for promotion. Glory stands for advancement. Glory stands for empowerment. So the Lord is saying, Not will I only make you become brilliant. Not will only I make you become... Or make all things become clear for you and bring brightness and bring illumination. Then, in addition to that, I'm going to bring exhortation into your life. I'm going to bring beauty into your life. I'm going to bring splendor into your life. I'm going to bring magnificence into your life. I'm going to bring elevation into your life. I'm going to bring promotion into your life. I'm going to make your life advance. And I will empower you and I will equip you for what I, Jehovah, am about to do in your life in this year. Hallelujah. The amazing thing with with God is this thing. God can bypass everyone else and show you favor. God can sidestep everyone else and show you favor. God can go around so many other people and show you favor. How do we know he did it one time in Egypt? A time of darkness. A time of difficulty, a time of trouble, a time of sweat, a time of struggle was happening all around the whole of Israel. But God begins to speak to us through Isaiah He says, your life and your glory are strong. Hallelujah. What are we supposed to do? When God declares a word like that, what are we supposed to do? God tells the children of Israel one interesting thing. He says, because my light has come, because my glory has come, then now you need to arise. Tell your neighbor, arise. Arise. Tell them one more time, "Arise." arise. What does arise mean? I'm just giving the definitions this morning. Arise means get up. So tell them, get up. Tell them, stand up. Tell them, get to your feet. Get out of your bed. Move up higher. All those words, you have said, are the meaning of arise. When God says, my light has come, my glory has come, what God is saying, now you need to get up, now you need to get to your feet, now you need to get out of your bed, now you need to move up higher, now you need to stand up, now you need to arise. The one to arise is not going to be Jehovah. It's going to be you. Amen? Amen. Now when you arise, what do you need to do? If you go to a concert, this is how I can try to demonstrate it. If you go to attend a concert, and uh, those of you who were there, when Pastor Matthew came recently, last year, or the other year now, forgotten other year, the other year, the other year, when he came in 2018, we were at the ICC. There was a, a guy who came in with the lights. Now, something was happening with the lights. In the rest of the ICC, the lights were dim, it was more or less darkish. But on stage, there was a spotlight. Whosoever was on stage was in the limelight whosoever was on stage was in the public eye, whosoever was on stage had the glare of publicity, whosoever on stage was right in the spotlight. When the Bible says arise, what God is saying, he is saying, look here, what I have done is that I have now put a spotlight on you. You're going to be in the public eye. What I'm going to do in your life is not going to be hidden. It's going to be in the spotlight. It's going to be in the glare of publicity. It's going to be right in the public eye. And no eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man what I am about to do. But when I do it, every eye shall see it because I'm going to put my spotlight right with oh you. Hallelujah. Some one day, God did the very same thing with Joshua. And and when, when God, God is telling Joshua, it's amazing what God begins to tell Joshua. And we're going to read a few scriptures. I think I'm just going to talk about Arise today. And then later next week we can talk about shine. God one time told Joshua, and, and I want you to understand today I'll be giving you periods when this happened. So, When you read the book of Joshua, the book of Joshua covers a a, a history period of about 25 years for the nation of Israel. Between the year 1400 BC to 1375 BC. So somewhere there, in in that period of time, God decided that he's going to do something in the life of Joshua. So let's go to Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 to 5. Joshua chapter 1 this one to five. At this time in time, God has put his spotlight on Joshua. He has turned all the other lights dim and now he has put the light on Joshua. Hallelujah. And I want you to understand because we have seen that with light comes favor and comes brilliance. This year the Lord is going to favor you. Hallelujah. In Joshua chapter one this one and I'm going to read all the way to verse five. The Bible says, Now it came about, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord God Adonai, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses is heard, saying, My servant Moses is dead. So now, what comes next after that? Arise. So now, and now the Lord says, So now, Joshua, Get up, get to your feet, get out of your bed, stand up, get up and get going, move up higher. And then the Lord says, Arise, you and all these people, cross over this Jordan to the land that I'm giving to them, to the children of Israel. Then in verse 3, after they arise, every place on which the soil of your foot treads, I am giving it to you, as I spoke to Moses. From the wilderness and Lebanon to the great river, the Euphrates River, all the land of the Hittites, to the great sea, toward the setting of the sun will be your territory. This 5. I love this 5. No one will be able to stand before you all the days of your life, just as I was with Moses. So I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Tell your neighbor the Lord will not fail you. The Lord will not forsake you. Because the Lord has put you in the spotlight. He has put you in the public eye. You are going to be in the glare of publicity. Hallelujah. In Genesis 19, some of these you just you can just write. In Genesis 19, verse 15 to 16. The Lord is about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And the angels go into Sodom and Gomorrah. And they meet Lord and they call Lord and say, Lord, you need to arise because the compassion of the Lord is upon your life. In this year, the Lord is going to have compassion upon your life. In the book of Genesis 21, verse 18, it begins again to talk about arising. And it says, because I'm about to give you greatness. In the book of Genesis 31, verse 18, it begins to say, arise. And this again to Jacob. And it says, Jacob, you need to arise. Because I've remembered you, because I'm going to give you deliverance, and because I'm going to give you restoration. In Deuteronomy 10, verse 11, it says, Arise, and you're going to become a best setter, and there's gonna be you are going to have possession. In Joshua chapter 8, verse 1, he says, Arise and don't be afraid and don't be dismayed. In Judges chapter 7, verse 9, and God speaks. And he says, Arise, I'm going to give you 100% victory. In this year, the Lord is going to give you 100% victory. In verse 15 or Judges 57, he says, Arise. And then he goes and hears the dreams of the people. And I want you to understand. The dreams you are going to have this year are going to become very clear dreams and with very clear interpretation because we have come into a time of clarity. The light of the Lord has risen upon us. In, Genesis, in Judges chapter 18 verse 9, it begins to talk about there's going to be no sluggishness, there's going to be no apathy, but there's going to be determination. In 1 Samuel chapter 16 verse 12, it says, Arise and anointing, meaning David, and I want to declare upon your life in this year you're going to begin to walk in a new anointing. In Psalm, first Samuel 23, verse 4. If they then begin to speak to David, he says, Arise, attack the Philistines. And I want you because of clarity, there's gonna be no ambiguity in your life, but you're going to walk in very clear clarity. Hallelujah. What do you need to do secondly when you arise? When God says "arise," in Genesis chapter 13, I want us to go to Genesis chapter 13 because God one time speaks again to Abraham there, and He tells him something else very, very interesting. Genesis chapter 13, verse 13. He says, "After Lot separated from him." So I want to say this thing to you. Don't be surprised in this year where some people separate themselves from you. Hallelujah. Don't be surprised at all. Because in verse 14 says, After Lord separated himself from him, Adonai had said to Abraham, Lift up your eyes now and look from the place where you are to the north, south, east and west. For all the land that you are looking at, I will give to you and to your seed forever. I will make your seed like the dust of the earth so that if one could count the dust of the earth, then your seed could also be counted. Get up! Arise! Walk about the land through its length and width, for I'll give it to you. And look at verse 18. So Abraham moved his tent from place to place and came and dwelt by the numerous large trees which are in Hebron and there built an altar to Adonai. What does the Lord want you to do? When you arise, the Lord wants you to begin to expand your borders. Say amen. Amen. The Lord wants you to begin to expand your borders. It is when you begin to expand your borders, that you begin to expand your territory. And every time you take a territory, there are three things that come with it. It comes along with people. It comes along with land. It comes along with resources. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when you begin to expand your life, the opportunities also begin to expand. When you begin to expand, one of the things that begin to happen is you begin to break limits. You begin to break limitations. You begin to break restrictions. And I want to speak and declare that upon your life this year, you are not going to experience restrictions because you are going to expand. You are not going to experience limitations because you are going to expand. You are not going to experience limits because you are going to expand. And I want you to declare and speak with your word and say, no limits. No limitations. No restrictions. Why? Because you have to arise. You have to get up. You have to stand up. You have to get to your feet. You have to get out of your bed and you have to move higher. You can't sit down and expect things to happen. Abraham, when God made him to look all over. The Bible says, Abraham got up. He moved his tent from place to place. Until he comes to the numerous light streets. And there he puts up an altar to Adonai. And I want you in this year, expand the studying of the word of God. Get grounded in God's word. Let the fire of prayer never burn. Never diminish. Never decrease. Please never disappear on your altar of prayer. If there is a year that we have to pray, then it has to be this year. When God spoke to Abraham, the Bible clearly tells us that Abraham put up an altar. And he begins to worship the Lord. He begins to sacrifice to the Lord. And the Lord begins to reveal himself to him in mighty ways. Make it a point in this year. I thank each and every night of prayer. We're going to have our night of prayers once again. From February all the way to, the, no, to, the, the, to November. Attend the night of prayers. Attend faith clinic. We are looking at having faith clinic coming back sometime in April. Attend faith clinic. We are looking, attend the caring heart fellowship. Attend the Saturday prayers that we have in this place. Because you don't know when the Lord will come and visit you. Hallelujah. Lastly. When the Lord says, Arise. One day, he speaks to Elijah. Let's go to the book of First Kings. This is chapter 17. This chapter 17. By God's Spirit. Elijah has proclaimed the famine. And after he does that, the Lord tells him, says, Leave this place. That included a rising. So he gets up and he turns this one in verse 3. And the Lord says, Hide yourself by the word cherry, east of Jordan. And it will come about that you will drink from the wadi. I have also commanded the ravens to feed you there. Besides, so he went and did according to the word of Adonai. One of the things you need to do this year is to hurry in obeying God's words. Hallelujah. He went and lived by the wadi cherries, which is east of the Jordan. Then the ravens kept bringing him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening and he drank from the water. Then it came to pass after a while that the wadi dried up because there was no rain in the land. Now, I want you to look at verse 8. Then the word of Adonai came to him, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath of Sidon and stay there. I have just commanded a widow there to provide for you. Now, that's why There's something I want you to take note of there. There's something I want you to take note of there. You know what God tells Elijah? He doesn't say, Go to Zarephath. Go into the house of the king. Go into the house of the rich man in Zarephath. Go into the house of the man of renown in Zarephath. He doesn't say any of that. He says, I want you to go to the house of the widow. Something that Elijah... Could not expect. Says, I want you to go to the house of the widow. I want you to understand in this year, I want you to open your eyes because you never know who God is gonna use to bless you. I know sometimes when we pray, there was a time I think in 2019 we pray, we say, Okay, God, send, give us favor with the rich people in the land. When I saw this yesterday, I said, God, give us favor even with the beggars in the land. Because you never know, God may lead you to a beggar, and He may say, "Actually, your blessing lies with that beggar." Hallelujah! It may, God may, may God open your eyes in this year. The people you you may despise are the people that God may use to bless you. Hallelujah! Well, so, what do you need to do, I want you to seek, I want you to pursue. I wanted to search. I wanted to look for new and unusual and common and unfamiliar acts of God. Because this widow was an unusual source of supply to the needs of Elijah. But it was a new way of God doing things and not the regular. And I wanted to understand that in this year, God is going to bring in your life a new way of doing things. Not the way that you have always gotten used to. Be ready in this year to seek for the unusual. You have to be in tune with God. In Ezra chapter ten, verse four, one time the people tell uh, uh, Ezra says, "Arise and, and 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 go ahead and do this." And it had to take radical obedience and obeying God's word and God's commands. In Nehemiah chapter two, verse twenty, he says, "Lord." Arise, and God gives him guaranteed success. In Jeremiah chapter 18, God speaks to Jeremiah. He says, Arise, go to the house of the potter. And right there, I'm going to make you hear my word. And then he speaks to Ezekiel. In Ezekiel chapter 3, 22 to 23, he says, Arise, go to the valley, and I'm going to make you hear my word there. I want you to understand, if you want to clearly hear the voice of the Lord, and hear clearly the divine direction of God, unless something happens then make yourself absent from the house of the lord but otherwise come to the house of the lord come to the house of the lord come to the house of the lord because the lord is going to speak to you in very clear terms in matthew chapter 9 verse 6 he says you arise and then God gives divine healing in Matthew chapter 17 verse 7 he says you arise and then there is a divine presence in Matthew chap- Mark chapter 5 verse 41 he says you arise and then there is a divine resurrection and in Acts chapter 12 verse 7 it says you arise and then there is a divine intervention all of us we need in this year to arise hallelujah and next week, we're going to look at about shining. When the Lord shines, what does the Lord do? But for today, I want us to stand up. I just want us to stand up. We're going to do our anointing service. And uh, let, let somebody bring in the oil. If we can have the oil. I want, sunga uh, if you can help me with the oil. The oil is going to come around. And I want you to dip your finger in the oil. I didn't promise for this on this journey. I want you to tip your finger, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna lead you in some prayer. Hallelujah. The Lord says, "I'll put you on the spotlight. I have put my light on you. I want you to take that example. You got into P.I.C.C. You got a concert." And then the lights are only on stage and then the lord is saying i have put my spotlight on you and i want you to begin to thank the lord as you put that anointing on your head and say lord as i touch this anointing oil and as it touches my head god i want to declare because this is your declaration your light is shining upon me in this year there's going to be brilliance there's going to be clarity There's going to be, oh God, exhortation. Lord, I want to thank you in this year in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, Lord, there's going to be brightness. There's going to be illumination. There's going to be revelation. There's going to be beauty. There's going to be brilliance. There's going to be clarity. God, if you could only bring light. To the children of Israel in Goshen and then the rest of Egypt, there was darkness. There may be darkness all over, but upon my life there's going to be light. I want you to begin to pray. Just begin to pray. Begin to declare. Begin to declare. Begin to declare and say, Lord, I'm going to shine in this year. And I'm rising in this year. I'm arising in this year. Because your light has come. Your glory is risen upon me. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I may have just come out a lot of frustration, a lot of darkness. But Lord, I want to thank you, because your spotlight is upon my life. Your spotlight is upon my life. My children are under your spotlight. My business is under your spotlight. My household is under your spotlight. My family is under your spotlight. My career is under your spotlight. My family is under your spotlight. The works of my hands are under your spotlight. I want to thank you, O Lord, I want to bless you, O Lord, because you have put me in public glare, in the public eye, the glare of publicity, in the mighty name of the Lord, I bless you, I worship you, I glorify your holy name, Jehovah, in the mighty name of the Lord, Jesus Christ, arise and shine, in the mighty name of the Lord, I want you to pray, I want you to pray, just pray, just pray, just pray. That's anointing oil. That's anointing oil. I want you to begin to declare and say, Lord, thank you. For this is the time of your favor upon my life. This is the time of your focus upon my life. God is going to put you in focus. God is going to put it in focus. The way people, when they want to take a, a picture, they put the camera in focus. And then they tell you, move this way, move that way. Because they want you to put it in focus. Anyone else may not be in focus in this year. But for you, you're going to be under God's focus. You're going to be under God's light. If it is a time of God's favor, I want you to begin to declare. And say, it is my season of favor. It is my season of light. It is my season of glory. I praise you, O Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your power. In the mighty name of the Lord. Begin to declare. Begin to declare begin to declare and say, Lord, if you could only bring light upon the children of Israel in Goshen and the rest of Egypt was in darkness, as I am in my head today, I want to declare, oh Lord, your light is risen upon my life. I will arise, I will arise, I will arise in the mighty name of the Lord, in the mighty name of the Lord. Begin to declare and say, Father, it's my season of glory. It's my season of exhortation. It's my season of beauty. It's my season of splendor. It's my season of magnificence. It's my season of elevation. It's my season of promotion. It's my season of advancement. It's my season of empowerment. It's my season of being equipped. I will arise in the mighty name of the Lord. In the mighty name of the Lord begin to declare and say Father I know you can bypass people, you can go around people, you can sidestep everyone else and show me favor and because of your light I walk in favor and because of your glory I walk in beauty beautiful ashes in the mighty name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus there may be struggle in Malawi but it will be my season of glory, there may be travel in malawi but it'll be my season of glory there may be difficulty in malawi but it be my season of glory there may be time of sweat in malawi That you be my season of glory. Because you have spoken through your word. It is my year of shining. I bless you Jehovah. I glorify you Jehovah. I am standing up. I am getting to my feet. I am getting out of my bed. I am moving up higher. In the mighty name of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. I bless you Lord. Pray. 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 And say, Father, I recognize this is my season of favor. This is my season of favor. You declare in Psalm 102, verse 13, you will arise and have mercy on Zion for time to favor her. Yes, the set time has come. Jehovah, we declare, according to Psalm 102, verse 13, you will arise upon KICC you will arise upon our children in the mighty name of Jesus we recognize O Lord it is my season of favor my season of compassion my season of greatness my season of remembrance my season of deliverance my season of restoration my season to become a faith my season to possess my season not to be afraid my season not to be dismayed, my season of 100% victory, my season of clear dreams, my season of clear interpretation, my season of determination, my season of no sluggishness, my season of a new anointing, my season of no ambiguity, my season of clarity. In the mighty name of Jesus, begin to declare and say, Father, I arise and begin to expand my borders Yes, others may separate themselves from me, but my brothers will expand. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will give me resources, you will give me land, you will give me a people, a people that will bless me. Begin to declare new opportunities in the mighty name of Jesus. I now want you to begin to declare no limits, no limitations, no limit restrictions as I arise. As I get up, as I stand up, as I get up to my feet, as I get out of my bed, I arise. For I know things will not happen if I just sit right now, Jehovah, I am arising. And as Abraham erected an altar, built an altar, I am building an altar of prayer in the mighty name of Jesus. And I make a commitment. My order of prayer will not grow dim. My order of prayer will not wane. Up. My order of prayer will not diminish. Up. My order of prayer will not decrease. Up. My order of prayer will not disappear. The fire will burn up and burn up and burn and burn and burn. Up. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord I arise. And I begin to seek. I begin to pursue. I begin to search. I begin to look for new, unusual, uncommon, and familiar acts in the mighty name of Jesus. If for Elijah had to be a widow, Jehovah, I this year, I open my eyes, open my eyes to see the unusual, to see the unfamiliar, to see the uncommon in the mighty name of Jesus. You new way, no regular path, in Jesus' mighty name. Father, I declare in the mighty name of the Lord. I want you to follow me in this prayer. I'm just going to lead you in prayer right now. I say, Father, I thank you. And I bless your holy name. For you have declared that you are bringing two seasons upon my life. In this year, 2020. A season of light and a season of glory. I want to declare that in this year 2020, I am going to walk in the light of God. This is not a general light, it is my light, it is my light, even though darkness covers the earth, even though deep darkness covers the people, even though not everybody else will be experiencing the light. But upon my life, because of this anointing and because of your declaration, I will walk in the light. For my light has come in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for you have isolated me in the year 2020 to do something in my life. Which is not general for everybody. It is for me. I therefore declare and I decree. I will walk in brightness. I will walk in illumination. I will walk in brilliance. I will walk in clarity. It's my season of God's favor. It's my season of God's focus i declare in 2020 that i'm going to be under the focus of jehovah in the mighty name of jesus upon my life they'll be the focus of god upon my children they'll be the focus of god upon my family they'll be the focus of god upon my marriage they'll be the focus of god Upon my children, there'll be a focus of God. Upon my household, there'll be the whole focus of God. Upon my business, there'll be the focus of God. Upon my career, there'll be the focus of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, thank you, Father, for I walk in a season of glory. I declare, I declare, in the mighty name of Jesus, that in this year 2020, the Lord will exalt me, the Lord will bring beautiful ashes, the Lord will give me splendor, the Lord will give me magnificence. I therefore declare that in this year 2020, there will be divine elevation, there will be divine promotion, there will be divine advancement, will be divine empowerment in the mighty name of jesus i declare in jesus name that the lord will bypass people the lord will go around people the lord will sidestep everyone that show me favor i show me favor i show, show me favor that show me favor malawi may go through struggle malawi may go through trouble Malawi may go through difficulty, Malawi may go through sweat, but upon my life, the Lord will give me light, the Lord will give me glory, in the mighty name of Jesus. Therefore, in this 2020, I am getting up, I am standing up, I am getting to my feet, I am getting out of my bed, and I am moving higher, I am moving higher, I am moving higher in the mighty name of jesus in this year 2020 i'm stepping into god's limelight i'm stepping into god's public eye i'm stepping into declare publicity in the mighty name of jesus i declare right now god's spotlight is on me i recognize it is my time of god's favor i declare right now that I am stepping into this world life. In the mighty name of Jesus. I declare in 2020. The Lord will have compassion on me. As he had compassion on Lord. The Lord will bring me greatness. As he brought greatness to Abraham. The Lord will remember me. In the same way he remembered Jacob. The Lord will deliver me. In the same way he delivered Jacob from Laban. The Lord will restore everything the enemy has stolen. I declare in 2020 that I will be a best setter. I will possess my possession. I declare in 2020 I will not be afraid. I will not be dismayed in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare in 2020 that I will have 100% victory as the Lord gave Gideon. I declare in 2020, I will have clear dreams with clear interpretation as the Lord gave Gideon. I declare in 2020, that I will walk in determination. There will be no sluggishness in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare in 2020, as the Lord anointed David, I declare in my life, I walk under a new anointing in Jesus' mighty name. No ambiguity, but clarity in Jesus' mighty name. I therefore declare, and I decree, as I begin to expand my borders, I declare in this year, yes, others may leave, but I know Jehovah, that you will expand my borders. You expand my borders. You expand my territory. You give me new opportunities. I break every limit. I declare 2020. No limits. No limits. No limitations. No restrictions. In the mighty name of Jesus. As I get up. I know. That nothing will happen. If I just sit down And Jehovah I commit myself To get grounded in your word To study your word To become a prayerful person Let the fire of prayer Never diminish Never decrease Never disappear All my water In this year 2020 In the mighty name of Jesus Jehovah, I will seek, I will pursue, I will search, and I will look for the new, the unusual, the uncommon, the unfamiliar acts of Jehovah. In the mighty name of Jesus, I declare right now that I'll be in tune with you, oh God. I commit myself. To a life of radical obedience i commit myself that right now in this year 2020 there will be guaranteed success a clear voice of the lord divine healing divine presence of jehovah divine resurrection and divine intervention in the mighty name of jesus for it is, it is my ear of shining, 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 as I have declared, so shall it be, in the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen, hallelujah, somebody clap your hands for the Lord, bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. You may take your seat. May God richly bless you. You cannot brave this rains and not go back and go back to sin. May the Lord do what He has promised. We'll do more declarations next week as we begin to look at what shining is all about. And then the third week, we're going to begin to see what God is saying that He's gonna bring into our lives. Before we do the offering. I just want to pray Do just two more prayers. I want all the children that are going back to school this week. uh, Some are traveling today. Others are going to school this week. Others are going to school on Sunday next week. Others are going back to school on Monday next week, the other week. All the children, I just want them to stand. I want to pray for them as they begin to go back to school. We want them to go and shine. Hallelujah. After this, you can go and have a cup of tea. Let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, you have declared that upon KICC, in this year, 2020, we are in the year of shining. Your word has declared, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you god i pray right now for our children as they go back to school others are living today others are living within the week others have left already this morning others will be living on sunday next week others will be living on monday next week jehovah we want to declare today in the mighty name of jesus christ that as they go back to school they will shine there will be There will be brightness, there will be clarity, there will be no ambiguity, in the mighty name of Jesus, you will bless our children, you will favor them, they will walk in a season of light and a season of glory. A season of light and a season of glory. A season of light and a season of glory. A season of light and a season of glory. We want to declare in the mighty name of Jesus, let the spirit of excellence be upon their life. May you be glorified. May they excel. May they be brightened. Oh God, may they reflect. The light of the glory of God. May they be in tune with you. May you supply all their needs. In the mighty name of Jesus. Even as we keep them on the altar of prayer. In this church in 2020. God you do mighty things with their lives. We bless you. We worship you. God we speak divine protection. Divine presence of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. We want to declare. Nobody will introduce them to witchcraft. Nobody will introduce them to homosexuality. Nobody will introduce them to anything from the pit of hell. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, they will stand for the Lord. They will not go astray. In the mighty name of Jesus, every teacher under demonic influence, we banish them from our children. In Jesus' mighty name, they will be a light. They will be a shadow of and a technical. Or their generation. We want to declare, they'll be the Daniels of this time, for your word declares, those who know their God, shall be stronger, and they shall do exploits. We want to pray, in Jesus' name, that in this year, Jehovah, their academics, they'll be exploits, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We thank you. Those applying for university in this year, We want to pray. You give them the desires of their heart. They will excel. Mighty things will happen. Those are the beginning of their career. We want to pray. Their careers will excel. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. You can sit down. Finally, let's just dedicate the baby. We are dedicating a baby and then we give the offering. I just want to do this so that we can close the service. Uh, let me ask our brother Moisa and our sister Chmeme, uh, we just want to get, get the baby.